Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Down the floor, a baseline two-handed flush from Lincoln Cure. To the pros. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. It's Vitoli, it's hit well to right. Going back is Rayleigh to the warning track, and it's gone! Just clearing the fence in right center, and that ball got out of here in a hurry. Michael Tolley with a home run. A fly out, and now Isbell with the bases loaded two down. And he's going to line it into center field, and he will tie the game. So Isbell gets another hit with a runner in scoring position. Tucker hits one high, hits one deep, hits one to the second deck. Tucker, number 25 on the air, and the Astros jump in front 2 0. Line drive off the glove of the yes, pitcher. Yes. Right center field. He's got Mars in. Here comes Marsh. He's heading home. The Phillies have won the ball game. It's a party at Citizens Bank Park. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. We're back on the morning blitz. Broadcasting on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Also, of course, online nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us on this August the 23rd. Another hot day expected today. Temperatures expected to be approaching triple digits today, tomorrow. Friday might be mid-90s. Still going to be hot. But I don't think anybody's taking a look at the weather looking into the weekend. But, man... I think it's last I saw yesterday, temperatures in the mid-70s for Saturday and Sunday and cooler start to next week. Boy, that's exciting. <laughs> I can't wait for that, to be honest with you. I really, truly cannot wait for that uh, temperatures to come and be a little bit cooler uh, because I'm telling you, this heat has been rough. And I'm not I'm in a profession that I'm not outside that much. I mean, I've been outside working on some house projects. It's amazing how... You know, it had these projects need to get done throughout the summer, but, you know, you're waiting on things to get in. And, and all of a sudden, you know, here they show up and we're in, in, in my line of work. You know, you're two weeks away from busy season, you know, and, and that doesn't stop all the way really until about uh, Memorial Day weekend of the following year. So now it's kind of crunch time to get these projects. And I don't know why it, it's this way, but. You know, you start on a project, you get that project done, and then as you're working on that project, you notice some other project that needs to get done, and then another project. And so you're like, oh my goodness, how come I didn't get these projects done before or didn't notice them before? Or in the case of, for example, I had to replace a post on my fence at my house, and so I had to replace this post, and uh, and I just didn't expect it. But, you know, I saw it one day, I was like, well, geez, that's splitting, and that's not going to work, I'm going to have to replace that post. And so I did, and... Uh, thinking it was going to be, you know, oh, shoot, I can get that done in 20 or 30 minutes. That's my joke that my wife would always say. Everything will take about 20 or 30 minutes to get that done. And it uh, it took, up, you know, probably over the course of two days, probably three and a half hours, including two hours yesterday to try and get that project done in the heat of the day. Because honestly, it doesn't get cool 
uh, these 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 last week or so. It has you know it doesn't really get cool until probably the sun goes down. I mean it's it's hot the entire time the sun is up. So it's just been one of those weeks for yours truly. But uh, we're going to push through and uh, we continue to make our way closer and closer to uh, the beginning of not only college football season, which kicks off here on Saturday, high school football and volleyball season get going here uh, next week. So look forward to uh, bringing you coverage of that and, and following along and tracking that as well. The Blitz. But uh, glad you're with us, as always. If you want to be part of the show, get your thoughts, comments, texts, whatever. If you've got topic ideas, I don't care. Well, shoot it at me at the text line, the number 785-899-2222. We'd love to hear from you on this Wednesday morning through our text line. Today, our good friend Dan Lucero is back. He'll be joining us coming up in about 15 minutes at the bottom of the hour talking about uh, you know all kinds of things in sports. We'll touch on the Rockies and the Royals, who both lost yesterday again. Uh, we'll touch more probably on the NFL preseason, what Dan has learned so far from watching the Chiefs, uh, especially, and maybe a little bit of the Broncos as well. So we'll visit with Dan Lucero coming up here in the uh, bottom of the hour. I do think it is pretty cool. I've uh, got on the television screen here in the studio uh, Dan Patrick's show, which, of course, you can hear following us on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State at uh, 8 o'clock Mountain, 9 Central Time. They're over in Dublin, Ireland uh, for a part of the uh, the Ireland, I forget what they, the Dublin Kickoff Classic, something like that, which were Notre Dame and Navy will be playing probably the game of the weekend uh, coming up here on Saturday, even though it probably will be a blowout, I would assume. Um, we'll see. Navy with no... With no Ken Niamatololo as the head coach at Navy, you know he's been there for a really long time, been a staple of Navy football. Got let go, is no longer there. Uh, I don't know if Navy's going to run the triple option anymore. Don't know. Uh, very interesting to see and find that out. And yeah, just uh, intriguing. That's for sure. And also think of it from the perspective of Dan Patrick you know that's they're used to doing a morning show on the east coast and you know they're doing it probably in the afternoon uh, in Dublin which has got to be pretty interesting to figure, to, to figure that out so uh let's push forward here today the first you know I've I have to admit once again I just cannot wait until you know we push forward and we get into the typical swing of things you know with with this in the season you know because you'll have plenty of things to talk about each and every day and like I said, we're really at the tail end of the dog days of summer. because, And we can't talk about really the Royals or the Rockies because they've just stunk it up for as much as they can. There's only so much you can say about bad baseball teams that are the worst. You know, really much you can say the Royals are the worst team in the American League and the Rockies are the worst team in the National League. The Rockies officially are with that record. And the Royals may not have the worst record in the American League, but they are, they've lost four out of five against the Athletics with another game coming today, this afternoon, against the Athletics to wrap up this three-game series in, in the six-game season series. So you, you, they may not have a worse record than the Athletics, but they against the Athletics head-to-head, the Athletics have owned the Royals. So you can say that the Royals and the Rockies are the two worst teams in Major League Baseball. So you just can't say much about that, and we're waiting for the college football season to kick off. And then, yes, it could be a great season for Kansas State. It could be a, uh, it's an intriguing season for Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado. All those teams there are in great spots, uh, you know, to to possibly have good seasons and possibly have you know below what they thought they were going to have seasons. You know, uh, so we'll see those. Those in Kansas State, we expect to have a really good year. Uh, once again, which I was looking at over-under win totals, which we'll get to that coming up here. I think maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll dive into over-under win totals where they sit going into week zero of the college football season because 
things happen. Things happen where that, that number shifts a lot. I mean, it happened at Washington yesterday. They're, they're a top 10 team, and their best running back, who's a guy who's been really successful for them last year, got injured. He's out for the year. I mean, just imagine if the news comes down that, you know, Will Howard goes down with a who knows whatever, an Achilles injury or something like that in practice today. That number changes for win-loss total for Kansas State. And that's nothing against Jake Rubley, the backup, whoever else they want to throw in that situation, Avery Johnson, if they want to go that route, who knows. But that changes the number dramatically, dramatically. So we'll see. And that's and that's for teams that you know a lot about. You know, there's a lot of teams, you know, like Colorado and Nebraska, for example. I think they fit in these rules that you don't really know a lot about. They're 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 new head coaching, they're new head coaches, they're new football staffs, they're all kinds of things uh that are going on there. Uh, but we'll try and get to that more tomorrow. I I, I want to dive into I just want to make a point here, I guess, on this first segment, because it, it happened yesterday. I was just kind of doing my work and stuff, and the news came across that Nebraska president Ted Carter was going to be leaving the university to go do be the president um, at Ohio State. And so the top ranking official in the University of Nebraska, I don't know what system, if you want to call that the president, um, is, is going to Ohio State. And you're like, what does this have to do with sports, Ross? Well, here's the thing, and I'll, I'll get to my point on this, but if you want to know what I think I've learned about in, in my years of, of watching and covering Nebraska football and, and seeing Kansas and, and Kansas State here since I've been in this state now for over 10 plus years and, and following them. And if there's one thing that people probably overlook the most when it comes to building successful athletic departments in college, and honestly, you could you could you could put it in all ranks of high school, anything, and probably in anything in life, honestly. You've got to have great leadership and the trickle-down effect from that to have success. You just do. If you've got bad leadership at the top and they don't like what something when somebody at the bottom is doing or you know the person at the bottom doesn't like how the person at the top is handling things, all that kind of stuff, you're not going to have any, any type of success. And so Nebraska – Athletics, especially the football department, people would always ask me, man, what's ever happened? What's always happened to Nebraska? Why are they so bad anymore? Well, the biggest reason why, in my opinion, was the fact that when Nebraska was good, they had they've had great leadership from the top down, and that has resulted in having success. They had a president that believed in what they were doing. They had an athletic director that believed in what they were doing, and they had coaches that believed in what they were doing, and they were all working. Not always in harmony, but pretty darn close. And sometimes you can overcome that bad harmony with just unbelievable coaches and culture. You can overcome that. But when you don't have great coaches or great culture and you don't have that harmony at the top, you're going to have issues. Right now, I look at Kansas State as a prime example. You've got the president who believes in Gene Taylor, and those two guys are simpatico. And then you've got, for example... Jerome Tang and, uh, of course, Chris Kleiman, all in connection with, uh, with of course, Gene Taylor. And look what's happening at Kansas State. They're, they're experiencing one of the great runs of Kansas State athletics. They really are. They're having fan- fantastic. I mean, this last year alone, once again, you go back to football team, Big 12 title, basketball team, Elite 8 run, 
You want to throw the baseball team in there? They probably should have been in the postseason. They were just on the outside looking in of the NCAA baseball tournament. Things are working in harmony there in Kansas State where, you know, I go back to Nebraska where there have been many years where the president was jealous that the football coach got so much love in the state. And he resulted in when he got a chance to hire a new athletic director, he took one that really didn't fit the culture. That athletic director fired the football coach, and then they've been searching for the right combination of athletic director and football coach and president now for 20-plus years. They've been trying to find the right connection, and they have really yet to, to find it yet until I felt like maybe this year where they had Ted Carter at the top with Trev Alberts as the athletic director and then Matt Rule, and you had that combination of those three. And it felt like that was kind of like a it – felt, it felt kind of like it was in harmony, it was in sync. And now Ted Carter has announced that he's going to leave to go take a more higher-paying and better job, questionable, at Ohio State. So be it. So now, once again, it becomes in flux. It becomes in flux. You know, I, I look at Kansas. You know, they were in the search for the right athletic director. They were searched for the right football coach. They couldn't find the right harmony. Seems like they found it now. And, you know, they've got – uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's still Douglas Droid or not, but whoever the president is, the chancellor, uh, that, and then you throw in uh, on top of that, of course, Travis Goff, who's done a great job coming in there at the role of Kansas, and then you want to throw in as well Lance Leipold. And you've got those three guys there working in harmony. Now, once again, you're like, well, that doesn't apply to Kansas Festival. They've always been good. Once again, great coaching, a great leader uh, can can overcome that. But if you don't have that great coaching and great culture and all that stuff, a great leader, it's probably not going to be successful. But my point, once again, being is that you've got to be successful, you know. And oh, and then uh, Michael tracks in about uh, Dan Fitzpatrick, the Kansas baseball coach, who's doing a good job there as well. I would agree, Michael. He, he's building that program up. He, it's a slower build, but he's doing a good job. So I just. It just got me thinking about how, you know, when you look at great successful programs in collegiate athletics, you know, you need to have that harmony at the top between athletic direct, you know, that, and you have to have that, you know, the president and the chancellor and whoever it may be, president and or chancellor and the athletic director. And then, of course, you've got your coaches there, you know, feeding into that system. They all need to work in harmony to have success. And that just has not been the case in Nebraska for 20-plus years now. It just has not been there. Now, there's plenty of other things you can point to that have caused that to be a bad situation there in Lincoln. But I would say that, once again, that's probably the starting point. That's probably the point where it starts. And it felt like Nebraska finally kind of got that right, and now you got a guy leaving that you really liked in that position of the president spot who believed – that athletics were the front porch to your university. And it is so true. Athletics are the front porch to your university. You'll read that in a lot of articles. You'll hear it a lot. People who believe that athletics are the front porch to you to your university usually have very successful athletic programs. Programs that don't believe that, obviously, or don't have great successful programs, and honestly don't have as great of, you know, there's, there's statistics that show, if, you know, if you have a great football team, your student population overall is going to be a lot bigger on just an overall on campus. Your program, especially your undergrad program, is going to be a lot bigger. 
People like to be associated with winning. They don't be associated with losing. And so if you have yourself a really good football program, let's just say you're Alabama, your student population has grown quite a bit since Nick Saban's been there. It's grown. It was not that it was terrible before, but it's gotten a lot bigger since. And more student population means more money in your university system. Helping with teacher pay, facilities, all that kind of stuff. Professor pay, I should say. But nonetheless, all that kind of feeds into one thing. So using the athletics to bring that money in. What I mean by the athletic being the front porch of your university is that the athletic, you see them on TV. A kid can watch, you know, for example, let's just say Arizona State football. And he can be living in North Dakota. But he can watch Arizona State football. Let's just say Arizona State has a great year and this kid's going to be a, what is he going to be, a junior or a senior in high school? He's going to be a senior in high school. And he's like, you know, I, I want to I wanna go take a look at that camp. It looks like it's a lot of fun there. And they go down there. Got the great weather. You know, cool, cool campus. Got a winning program. Cool. That kind of stuff. And then you get another student that might have not come from North Dakota to Arizona State, but decided to because of that. You're, by using the power of television and media to push your university out to the world and showcase it, and then when you have success, people want to be associated with winning. But that has not been the case, like I said, at the University of Nebraska for some time. And they've seen the numbers decline in student population, all that stuff. You want to gain that stuff, you've got to get better in certain areas. you got to get better in certain areas. But once again, I think the harmony at the top, and you can look right at Kansas State, you can look at Kansas, that kind of stuff right there showcases good success. You have good harmony there at the top, it can do that. Now, once again, you can overcome bad Harmony at the top when you have a phenomenal generational coach. Bill Self in men's basketball. You can throw John Cook at Nebraska volleyball. Uh, you can throw whatever else you want there. Great coaches can overcome that because they are phenomenal leaders and they've got great, they, they don't have to establish a great culture, all that stuff. But when you have problems at the top, the trickle down can affect everybody. And so that was something that came out yesterday. Once again, that President Ted Carter of the University of Nebraska is going to be going to Ohio State. And it felt like for a long time that, at least for the last year or so, that Nebraska has kind of gotten things in order, it looks like, to maybe get things turned going in the right direction. And I'm not saying that it will not go in the right direction. Matt Rule seems like a guy who's got a great culture and got a great, uh, great understanding of how to build a culture. I think that's going to be good for him, but... You know, one of the reasons Matt Rule came to Nebraska was because of Ted Carter and what he did. But that's not, Ted Carter's now leaving at the end of the year. And once again, I can apply this to any spot, but once again, it, it can be any job. You got to have great leadership at the top, and then that trickles down to having success in other areas. There's a lot of businesses in the world that have, you know, may have, that are not very good because the leadership at the top is not great. Look at look at the Washington Commanders under Daniel Snyder. Uh, you you could throw the Dallas Cowboys in that too. You know, going to the NFL, you could look at NFL franchises. Think about the franchises that are really good. Now, don't get me wrong. Once again, you you've got to have the right pieces in place. You know, the Chiefs have had the Hunt family, you know, leading them for a long time, but they were not very good for a long time. What changed? Well, what changed was they got. A great scout in Brett Veach who believed in this guy named Patrick Mahomes way more and sold it to Andy Reid that this is the guy. 
And then they've done a great job of developing Patrick Mahomes into being the best quarterback in the in the league, and that has led to great success for the Chiefs. It has. Once again, you've got to get the right pieces in success, and it all starts at the top. And if you don't have the right leadership at the top, it's hard to get the pieces underneath to fall into place. So we'll see. Nebraska is reading a lot of reading a lot of um, articles on the Nebraska's you now searching for a new president, and they're like, "Well, you're not going to find another Ted Carter, but you need to find somebody like him who believes that athletics are the front porch of your university, and not the other way around. Especially if you want to get back to being a uh, a, a respectable." college football program which nebraska by the way i still find funny i think since 1950 i saw this stat or something like that there's only five programs that have averaged nine wins a year in that in that program and in that span and one of them was nebraska and all after all these horrible years nebraska still has done that all that winning they did early on you know from the 50s through you know the early 2000s you know and even though they've these bad last you know, five to ten years of football, it hasn't affected the fact that, but it will if you keep on losing. Got to get it going in the right direction. And hopefully Matt Rule will do that this year for Nebraska. Once again, Kansas State, a perfect example of, of great leadership at the top and the trickle-in effect, and you can find it all over. You can find it in high school, you can find it in college, you can find it at the professional level, the corporate level, doesn't matter. Great leadership at the top trickles down to have success everywhere else. All right, we're right at the bottom there. We'll take a break. Dan Lucero is going to join us next here on a Wednesday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. Glad you're with us.